0: Good morning, everybody. So good to see you. I have missed you so much. Everybody in Lincoln Lane, I have missed you so much. Everybody at Global Heart at Home who are watching online right now, uh, and whether you're watching from Zambia as well, from Germany, or you're just tuning into the service right now, missed you guys and uh love you so much and so glad to be back uh today in our service here and being able to preach to this incredible crowd (laughs) which is awesome when you've been preaching to nothing it's awesome to see this a massive revival crowd (laughs) so just thank you god for you and uh and everybody in lincoln lane and can i just uh say a huge thank you right now to uh, let's do today. Everybody who's set up for today, we've had a whole lot of people cleaning, setting up chairs, balloons, kids programs, music, tech, sound in uh, two auditoriums actually so that we can comply with our government guidelines of 100 plus volunteers. So 100 in the seats, but plus volunteers. So everybody's been working really hard. So I just want to thank all of our pastoral team, uh, all of our staff and uh, all of our tech team. Just appreciate you all. Can we in Lincoln Lane and everybody here in Winton Road, can we just all give it up for all of our teams who have worked so hard to get us back together? Really, really appreciate you all. And, uh, and also just thanking God too for everybody who's been working, our creative team, technical team particularly, also all our pastoral team and staff, incredible, but all the technical team and editing team to get church out online, to get messages out to you. And by the way, everybody, I've been really praying that the messages we've been preaching, that they'd actually be prophetic. Uh, They'd have that touch of God for now for you, for your life, your family. If you're a single person, for you right now, conquering in your life. And, and as a church that I'd really be speaking what I felt like God was saying to us right now. So, But everybody's been really working hard to do that. And also a lot of laughs. Did anybody see Friday night's after party rap? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Also to Sue's been doing with Geordie the lounge on church on church on, after church on Sunday. I don't know if you know, but one week I just walked in the kitchen and knocked the whole thing they, had, they were live and I just pretty well knocked the whole set over which was hilarious and they were catching it as they went live and I was like, oops <laughs> don't think I was meant to walk in there but everybody's been doing a great job so uh, I just think we, if we could just appreciate everybody one more time all of the teams, tech teams, pastoral team staff, creative team editing team, Anthony, Peter Sean, uh, everybody involved, everybody involved, come on we do a bit better everyone, thank you so much Amen. But missed everybody online. I miss you. And if you're new to church, welcome. We'll see you in church shortly. In Jesus' name. Actually, we need to really be grateful to everyone. Once again, we need to be so grateful we live in Perth. Right now, are you grateful you live in this state? So uh, when I first moved here from Sydney, which was where I originally came from, I went, oh my gosh, this is like living in a resort without the gates. So we all need to thank God. One right now for our nation, but definitely for Western Australia, where we've been so blessed. Even with the whole uh, pandemic, really, we've had protection. And uh, and really, you know, to also have a government with our Prime Minister of Australia who loves Jesus with all his heart and who then has provided JobKeeper and other things to get the country going. You know, we can live anywhere in the world and we live here. We just, we really just need to be grateful. And as I said, we've been praying for a lot of years now, 20 years, that Perth would be a city for Jesus. It'd be a a state for Christ, Western Australia. And the churches that are growing now and taking off around our state, it's pretty amazing. There's amazing churches uh, coming up everywhere. And I just think that we are favored and we are blessed. We need to give the Lord a huge clap. Everybody online, can you give the Lord a huge clap from your house right now? Let's give the Lord a huge clap for His favor, His protection, His provision. Come on, we are blessed. Come on, we are blessed. Let's pray together as well right now. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your house. We thank you for everybody who's watching Global Heart uh, at home, Lord, online. We thank you for everybody in Lincoln Lane. Hey, everybody in Lincoln Lane. Father, I just pray, Lord, let your blessing be on all of us. Father, let your anointing be on everybody. Father, fill us with the wonder of you. I pray, Lord, that the majesty of your word, Lord, would impact us. That your spirit impact us. And Father, I pray that you would cause us to keep moving, God, now into your great purpose and your great plan. Father, we pray for our heart for the house weekend next weekend pray, Father, speak to everybody. Lord, let us know, Lord, our part. Father, I pray you'd speak individually to every person, single person, young person, couple, family. Show us, Lord, our part. And Father, I pray, help us to fulfill it. And as we do, Lord, we say, build your church. Build your church, God. Father, let us continue to influence here, Lord, now city in Perth, Lord, and Father, in Western Australia, but Lord, also out into Zambia, all of our family there, up into Germany, all of our family there, Lord, and all of the family in Melbourne who don't even know their family yet. Lord, we just pray, touch them, God. Save people, God, add people. And Father, we just thank you for the miracle of what you have done. We're so grateful, God. But we just also, Lord, thank you now for the miracles that you have planned. We give you all the praise, Lord, now all the honor in Jesus mighty name and everybody said come on let's give the Lord another hand everybody give the Lord another hand and did I tell you did I forget to mention Sue and I became grandparents (laughs) so excited already spiritual grandparents but I thought you might need to see baby Joel Nathan Kean. I don't know why it's not Joel Jared Kean, but apparently the parents like Nathan Joel Nathan Keegan there's Sue with Joel little Joel Give huge congratulations to our beautiful daughter-in-law Kerry and our son Nathan on their firstborn there he is does he look like me keep going keep going keep going he is gorgeous Mel's over there you crying Mel Mill's his grandmother too. And there's Nathan. And now Joel is really anointed because he has the West Coast Eagles baby suit on. There, the anointing is fully on him. All right, awesome. You can be seated, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Well, well I've been preaching about generations. And uh, as I said, we've already been spiritual grandparents to a lot of your kids. And we take that seriously. But just uh, beautiful to now have a uh, grandson who is the next generation? The next generation. I love that the blessing this morning, singing about to this generation and the next generation. Always got to thank everybody. Everything we're doing is not just about me and you. It's about those following us. And uh, if you're not parents, it doesn't matter. You are spiritual parents in the kingdom, if you choose to be, where well, you can be an encouragement to many people. You can be a spiritual uncle and auntie. So you don't have to have natural family to have family. I've, I've had family for 35 years in the kingdom, longer than that, where we came, this is our family, and, and uh, never been any different. So so I want to encourage you, be a great spiritual mom, spiritual dad, spiritual uncle, spiritual auntie, and let's be preparing for those who are coming, and then let's cheer them on in the next generation, in Jesus' name. You know, Jesus said, I'll build my church, Matthew 16, verse 17 and 18, he said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's interesting, Jesus never said He'd build your job. He never said He'd build your ministry per se. He never said He'd build your singing career. He never said He'd build uh, my my ministry. He said, I'll build my church. And I discovered that what He's trying to say to us is, if you build my church, I'll build your life. I'll build your ministry. I'll build your house. I'll build your children. Uh, But the key is God wants us to build His church. And the Bible says to everybody online, everybody in Lincoln Lane, those planted in the house of the Lord flourish. It doesn't say if you keep swapping families, you'll flourish. You keep swapping churches, cities, jobs, countries, just swap, swap, swap. If you're being sent by God, being sent by your church, amen. So you and I got sent out into ministry, sent out to plan. But uh, he wants us to realize that if we will build his church, then we're going to be blessed. So here at Global Heart Church, uh, we're on a journey right now to transform our auditorium, to make this. Uh, Really much warmer for you and uh, after the service where you can actually hang around, not have to go because we're going to the next service where you can sit, you can have coffee, you can connect with people, have family here, kids can play. There's actually going to be a play area right near the front door there with windows and outside windows in here so you can see the kids playing. It's going to be cool and uh, we're doing it so that everybody's having a much uh, much better experience. You're having a much better experience but it's actually a place for you to come and you go, hang on, this is my home. Global Heart at home, and uh, you can hang out and enjoy it without, hey, i got to go because there's another service. So we want to make it uh, what we are, which is a great family. We're a great family. I love it. All ages, all nationalities come from around the world, and here we all are, and we're family. So as they say, you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family. We're your family. So <laughs> we're your family. So uh, be blessed with that. And isn't it funny, too, while we had, uh, couldn't have church, I don't know about you, didn't it? Did it be, Building you um, more gratefulness. What's the song you don't know what you got till it's gone? And uh, then it's gone. I'm like, oh my gosh, miss everybody so desperately at church. So uh, glad to have you back. Now I'm feeling my heart's filling up, which is really, really good. So I just thought we'd show you everybody before uh, we um, uh, move on to the message right now that uh, our Heart for the House weekend, which is next weekend, and then obviously the following weekend as well, because we haven't been together. There's that weekend uh, before the end of June. And I'm just asking everyone, play your part. Somebody once said, you know, it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. But I don't think it's actually sacrifice. I don't really like that word too much. Because it's actually equal privilege to play our part, to see God's house built, and uh, to see what God wants to do uh, here in Global Heart Church in Perth, but then also to touch out now around the world. We're going to Melbourne soon. Eli, you ready? You ready? He's ready. So that's going to happen, but it starts really here. So uh, we're believing through through, uh, our heart for the house. Our goal, everybody, can you pray with us? We really, uh, the goal is $400,000. So we need to aim at that. We need to believe for that. And I don't know if you noticed, uh, Pastor Eli mentioned, Benjamin Lim from New Creation Church up in Singapore, it's an incredible connection that we've just uh, made with him, who has been part of uh, helping Joseph Prince's church build the building, which was $500 million. Their church in Singapore was $500 million. And Benjamin, who's coming in next week for everybody who's an influencer, if you're an influencer, business, what, we're not saying you have to be a business person. It's for anybody who sees himself as influential. You can come online with that Z- Zoom meeting with Benjamin. We're so blessed to have him connecting with us and then wanting to help us Coming in at this season, who has been the he's been one of the driving forces behind a 500 million dollar building fund. Our goal is 400,000. Who thinks we can do it? They <laughs> can do 500 mil, we can do 400,000. But I want to encourage you to get online for that because it's a real divine connection that he is connected with us and then wanting to sow into our church. It's really he's doing it of his own bat through relationship now, so it's very amazing. But that's our goal, and it's so that we can. Uh, take our church, in line with God's plan and purpose for us, to the next level. So let's have a quick look, have a run around, so you can see uh, what we're going to be doing. Here we go. Lincoln Lane, look on. So colors and things may be a bit different, but this is kind of the feel. These colors will be fairly close. Doors into the auditorium on the right. There's the back of church now, being transformed. New lighting, new, everything there. The screens go around to the... Julia Jacobs sitting there, no. DJ JJ, no. Who's that? there's the kids play area with glass right around it glass on the outside wall new cafe area look everybody going down the side here and uh, there's going to be food cafe seating eating areas all that windows new windows being put in new walls the whole deal and uh the foyer being finished off so you're going to be able to stay after church kids are going to be able to play he's going to walk on by and then walk on in. <laughs> How's that? Let's give the Lord a hand, eh? Let's give the Lord a great hand. So good. So come with us on the journey. Be praying. Be believing. And, uh, and actually, let me just do that right now. Let's just do that. Lincoln Lane, just join me. Father, we just pray, Lord, again for half of the house. Just pray, Lord, help us, Lord, to play our part And Father, help us to, uh, Lord, line up with your great plan, your great purpose right now. We just pray for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody, just know this, too. Whatever we're doing, we're not trying to come up with ideas. Don't ever think at church, hey, we're sitting around and this needs an idea. We're always like, Lord, what do you want us to do? God, what do you want us to do? So we're always saying, Lord, help us to uh, grow in what you want us to do and to hear your voice. Thank God for Graham Barlow and all of our team here. Graham, particularly our business manager, done a brilliant job detail over lots of years that's allowed us to do two buildings when we started church with six people. Amazing. You start with what you got. Use what God puts in your hand. So we just thank God for them. Today, in line with half of the house, i Thought, Lord, what I want to, what do you want me to speak on? I really felt like the Lord said to me, talk on breaking lack, breaking lack. So if you're taking notes today, my message is entitled Breaking Lack, because we need to break lack in order to move into God's plan of purpose. In the last service, I just said Sue and I grew up uh, at different times in poverty and real difficulty. I grew up in real poverty in Sydney. We just lived, uh, you know, right on the edge all the time. My dad drank everything. And we just moved from one house to the poorer house to the next house until we ended up in a really rough area. And so I grew up with poverty, and uh, I never had anything new ever till I was 13 years old, ever, never had anything new, so nothing. So what I'm saying to you is God had to break in me, in my mentality, lack. So this building here that you're now sitting in and next door Ultimately, if Sue and I didn't let God deal with our thinking in the area of breaking lack, this building disappears and next door disappears. We didn't get these because fairies appeared or angels appeared and said, hey, hallelujah, here's a building. (laughs) Never happened. What happened was we had to go, Lord, help us to believe you. Help us to do what you're asking us to do. Help us to give what you're asking us to give. Help us, Lord, to do that and to break lack over our lives. So here's the thought which the Bible teaches. What's in you, you'll bring forth. If there's negativity in you, you'll bring it forth. If there's fear in you, you bring it forth. If there's uh, depression in you, you bring it forth. You've got to say, Lord, I've got to change what's in me, the treasure that's in me, and bring forth good things. So Sue and I had to say, Lord, here's our thinking. Here's my old mindset. Here's my can't-do mindset. Jesus, according to your word, you want me to have a can-do mindset. So, Lord, help me to change that. And so then we began to bring forth new things as we began to agree with what God said, not what we felt. In John chapter 21, uh, Jesus has died and he's now risen, but there's still insecurity around, there's still difficulty around, because uh, many wanted to kill Jesus and make, certainly make sure that he didn't rise from the dead, and definitely didn't want his followers to go on and uh, you know, follow Jesus and have any impact. So Simon Peter, the Bible tells us in John 21, uh, decides he's going fishing. So interesting that here he was in that time of uncertainty and insecurity, and he returns to what he knows. Let's read it, John 21. John 21 says, After these things Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, which is the Gentile name for the Sea of Galilee, the non-Jewish name for the Sea of Galilee. And he manifested himself in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we'll come with you also. It's amazing how Simon Peter, here he is right now, as I said, in a time of insecurity and uh, threat. You know, are they going to kill him? And also he's denied Jesus. So in that time, what does he do? He returns to what he knows, fishing. And uh, even there, what's on his life, which was influence and leadership, some of the other disciples just will come with you, just follow it along. You need to know, everybody, that uh, what's on your life doesn't go away. Even in the times of threat and the times of challenge, what's on you? That's why serving the Lord so important and that you stay humble because if you're not walking with God, you can still influence people. So uh, i got to make sure stay humble so I can influence people towards God in Jesus' name. So he's still influential. And, uh, and you need to just have a th- think about this. He's retreating now to what he knows because it's safe and it's secure. Everybody, isn't it interesting how if we get insecure, we retreat to what we know? If we get uh, fearful or threatened, we retreat to what's secure, what's comfortable. Can I tell you that God doesn't want you to go back there? Everybody in Lincoln Lane, everybody online, everybody in Zambia, everybody in Germany, everybody in Perth, God doesn't want you retreating. He doesn't want you going back to who you were. He doesn't want us here in, in uh, Perth returning. He wants us to go forward into His plan and purpose. And uh, and I want to encourage you too, God wants you to discover what your giftings are. By 30, you need to, if you got saved a good few years ago, you need to have figured out, I don't want to say nailed, that's probably a bit too strong, but you need to have figured out something by 30. What are you in the kingdom for? Now God saved you to have eternal life, but He gave you gifts and talents so you fulfill the purpose for your life. Did you know that? Every person here has got gifts and talents. By the way, there's limits on your gifts and talents. Why is that? So you're not distracted doing things you're not meant to do. But God puts limits on our gifts and talents. There's some things where God said, that's not your gift, that's not your talent, because I don't want you distracted trying to pursue that because I want you to do this. So by 30, 31, Sue and I had to figure out, hang on, we're called to be pastors. We used to laugh about that. How are we, from our crazy backgrounds, going to be pastors and then be pastoring in church and then leading people and then speaking? So we got to, hang on, God's in this. God's put these gifts in us. And then we started church planning and we were like, okay, well, okay, people start coming and getting saved. And we knew church planning. So, and other things. My wife's got a multitude of gifts that I don't have. Uh, And she's incredible. But what we need to do is work out our gifts, but then work out what are not our gifts. So can I encourage you, start thinking and asking questions. What are your gifts? What are your talents? Ask the questions. So here's my uh, uh, thought to you there is that you have influence and uh, use it. And your gifts and your influence doesn't change in challenging times. And also, too, your giftings are definitely an indication of your purpose in God. Look at your giftings. They're an indication of your purpose in God. What am I gifted in? What am I talented in? Don't get down the track. Too many people get the end of their life and they're like, Mabel, what are we doing here? How do we get here, Mabel? And what was I meant to be doing? Ask the questions. There are leaders in our church. There are business people in our church. There are pastors in our church. There are parents in our church. There are grandparents. There's a whole lot of people in our church who will be able to say to you, hang on, I think this is your flow. This is your flow. There's a lane for your life, and you need to work out what that lane is because when you get in your lane, there's favor. Get in your lane. Pastor Matthias and Nicole up in Germany, I said to them, You guys are called to this. I could see they're called to it. Get in your lane. You're meant to be uh, doing what you're doing in Germany, and I reaffirmed it. And now we have a building in the middle of the tourist sector worth, oh my gosh, multiplied, I don't know, and we get that building every week for free. (laughs) Favor. Why? You're in your lane. Stop questioning your lane. Just get in it. Get in it. But don't run back to who you used to be. Simon knows how to fish. He knows how to fish. He knows how to throw a net out. So now he's insecure, so he's bad doing what he knows. But Jesus has got another plan for him. It's good to be a fisherman of men. And uh, so everybody, don't run back. And I believe here at Global Heart Church and I believe everybody online listening to the sound of my voice, we can't go back. You're not called to go back because you don't fit your past. You do not fit any longer in your past. If you try and go back, it's going to be so uncomfortable. If I go to uh, my primary school in Sydney, Belmore, it was Catholic primary, Mary Immaculate, go back to my classroom, go back and find my chair, I am pretty sure that this current build will not even fit in the chair. So, so everybody, you don't fit your old life. You don't fit your old life anymore. Don't go to your old life. Everybody in Lincoln Lane, don't go to your old life. Everybody at home, don't go back. You don't fit it anymore. God has taken us forward. And, uh, and here's how you'll know he's taking you forward. Is something Peter, the Bible, is telling us he's fishing all night. Nothing's happening. He's got lack. He's got a blockage. Some of us have had blockages too. We're like, why haven't I got married? Why haven't I got a house? Why haven't I got the job? Why haven't I got this? Now, listen, sometimes there's just different things happening that are kind of, you know, impacting us in this hour or this day or this moment. But other times, these are long seasons of blockages and blockages and blockages and blockages. And I think we need to stop and say, hey, what's the blockage? What's the blockage? And also realize too, sometimes God shuts a door but doesn't mean he's not gonna open another door. Sometimes God shuts a door. And what we do is I watch people who God has saved them, brought them out of their old life and they spend the rest of their life knocking on the old door of their old life. I wanna go back where I used to be, hang out with all the people I used to hang out with. I grew up surrounded by alcoholics, drug addicts and everybody who had problems. And every time I'd get back there, God would say, look, you're gonna help these people but you're not meant to be these people. Some of you are meant to help people, but you're not meant to be them. I was surrounded with people with financial issues. God saying, hey, listen, you're going to help these people, but you need to move from those people in the sense of you're not going to be that person anymore. Uh, I just heard somebody said to me they were feeling loyal to a job, and they didn't feel like how they're going to get out of there, and they're asking, we talked about it last year, and they just got booted out of that job <laughs> because they just weren't moving. And they said to me, the Lord booted me and then open a brand new door. Sometimes God will boot you because he's trying to let you know that door is shut. So I love it, Jesus comes out on the shore. They can't tell who the stranger is on the shore. They're looking, there's somebody, we haven't caught any fish, and there's some stranger on the shore. Jesus risen from the dead. He's there, they're all looking over, who's that? And then the stranger yells out, uh, verse four, children, you do not have any fish, do you? They answered him, no with a bit of an attitude I reckon. Jesus is asking a rhetorical question. He knows if they have any fish. Basically, Jesus knows what you got and haven't got. Jesus knows what you got. He knows what you don't have. He knows everything about us. But he's trying to get them to see doing it their way is not working. Jesus wants you to see doing it your way is not working. You're tired. They were tired, they're in fishing all night, they're sick of throwing the net out, they've had enough. Tired, they're dry, they're they're, they're, chuck it all in. You've had a long, tiring night online. God's trying to tell us something when there are blockages and there are doors shut, that He is looking for a change. Here's what the change is. God is looking for you to humble yourself. God is looking for you to humble yourself. God is looking for you to humble yourself. Business person, uh, person looking for a job, person want to change in relationships, God is looking for you to humble yourself. And what is God looking for us to do? He's looking for me to humble myself. What is He looking for us to do? He's looking for us to stop telling Him what we want, what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. God is looking for us to say, Lord, how do we fish? Where do we fish? When do we fish? He's looking for you to say, How do I do it, Lord? Where do I do it, Lord? Who do I do it with? And when do I do it? And then, and when we respond, verse six, it says, Jesus said to them, Cast the net on the right hand side of the boat, and you'll find a catch. Jesus is saying, When you do it my way, my timing, with who I've called you to do it with, you'll have a catch. There'll be favor, there'll be blessing. Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance. It's something you can get hold of. It gets in you. When the Lord told Sue and I, come to Perth, Western Australia, we'd never been here. I'm from Sydney. We planted a church in the UK. Everything we touched in the UK turned to Western Australia. I didn't understand then like I understand now. God was was booting me from there as well because he's like, I'm going to use your church planting gift. I didn't know I had a church planting gift. He's like, I'm going to use that going to use it. I'm like, what church gift? a gift? No clue. Will it work? Come here with six people. And God's like, go. And God on the inside of Sue and I, the people came with us there. We were all living in London, church in the heart of London. They're thinking, at least you go to the heart of Perth. Sue and I came here and both of us drove here to June Lab and we both said, this is the place. Now, 21 years ago, this was not the place. <laughs> but we knew because the substance was in us. The substance of faith was in there. There was evidence of things not yet seen, which was you. <laughs> I saw you before you were here. I saw you before you were here. I saw you online before you were online. I saw you in Lincoln Lane before you were in church. I saw you. It was a substance and an evidence. So the Bible tells us, I think Eli just said it actually, Hebrews 11:6. without faith it's impossible to please God. Our heart for the house offering has to have faith if you want to please God, and, uh, and we need to not be put off if we've just had failure. I discovered your next great victory can many times follow seeming failure, and by the way, don't you n- label anything a failure, because God never lear- says that's a failure. I think it's always a learning curve. Learn from that. Learn from that. Who was it? Thomas Edison who discovered the light bulb? They said, oh, wow, what a shame. You failed so many times. And he said, no, I just had a thousand experiments. (laughs) Got the light bulb. More than all the people who kept saying, oh, you keep failing. You need to keep going. You need to keep going. You need to keep going. Victory can often follow seeming failure. Their long heart of no productivity was about to change when Jesus was involved. You need Jesus involved, everybody. Everybody. Global Heart Church, we need Jesus involved. Everybody watching online, you need Jesus involved. Lincoln Lane, we need Jesus involved. (laughs) Zechariah 4, 6, God's trying to teach us. It says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Jesus is saying to us, you will not ultimately be successful in the way I intend you to be successful unless you realize it's not by your power, it's only by my spirit. Let me say that again. Your success will not really be fully successful. You know, a lot of people think if they got cash, they're successful. I met people who got money, the house, they're the most miserable, boring, self-centered anyway centered people, and they think, because they got cash, they go, you got nothing. If you got money and no God purpose, waste of your life. If your bank accounts have with cash and you got no God purpose, what an empty, wasted life. Empty. Me- meaningless. A lot of people praying for money, whenever they think about, hey, I'm going to give my tithe. They're thinking, oh, I hope I get, you know, <laughs> big payback on that. The reality is, what we really want is God's purpose. Because if God gives you all the money and you've got no right purpose, you probably lose it anyway or waste it. So we've got to say, Lord, what's the purpose? What's the what's what's your plan? So the Bible tells us they threw the net over this time with God's direction. Jesus spoke to them and it says they cast out, and then they were able to haul in a great number of fish. And then the Bible says the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, "It is the Lord." I love that that the Bible declares again, the disciple whom Jesus loved, who was that? John, always sitting on Jesus' chest. Basically, he's the worshipper. Interesting that the prayer people and the worshippers always see Jesus first. If you're the logical person, I'm just such a logical person, fine, but you'll never see Jesus. You've got to be a worshipper of Jesus to see him. You know, the part of America where they say all the intellects live. And the church cannot grow in that part of America. It's so limited, the church there. Why? Pride. Never tell God you're smart. Because your smartest day is God's dumbest day. (laughs) You're looking real. We need to get that. Our smartest day is God's dumbest. And how smart you are, your wisdom will never even come close to His. Now, when we, as long as we are putting God first, we're going to keep pulling in miracles. If you start to put God first, you're going to start pulling in miracles. If You start to put God first, you're going to start pulling in miracles. Your life is going to change. But here's what we do need to realize, that God has allowed certain things to humble us down. God wants your life to be, you didn't do it. You didn't build it. You didn't get it. You didn't. God wants your life to be, the Lord did that. The Lord gave me that job. The Lord gave me that friend. The Lord gave me that family. The Lord gave me that business. The Lord built the church. God's trying to bring us all to a place of humility and obedience. Obedience. We don't like that word too much, especially those of us who grew up in families where the authority was terrible. My dad's authority was terrible. Terrible control, manipulative, deceptive, because of alcoholism and problems. He wasn't a bad person. He was a victim of pain from his parents who were a victim of pain of their parents. Someone's got to break the chain. Just the chain goes on. But I had to say, as I went along as a Christian, Lord, help me now. I don't want to obey my dad. I, wanna obey I don't want to do anything like that. You have to help me with this, God. And then I read 1 Samuel 15, 22 that said, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Your obedience is better than your sacrifice. Well, Lord, I gave you all this. God says, no, no, no. Your obedience is better than sacrifice. Last couple of thoughts, everyone. Your provision is in another realm. Your provision is in another realm. Simon Peter and the disciples are in a boat. They're in a boat on the water. But their provision was in another realm. The fish are in another realm how they're breathing is totally different. They're in another realm. The provision's in another realm. Jesus is trying to tell us something here. Your provision is in another realm. You've just got to get the provision by doing what God tells you to do and then following through with obedience. And then you're going to catch the provision for your life. There's provision coming to your life. There's provision coming to your family. And everybody, can I encourage you to, let it be spiritual provision thinking about my grandson, Joel, who's been born, and I'm thinking, he's just been born into a family where we all love Jesus. We all love Jesus. And he's born into a family with spiritual provision, and everybody's trying to walk in God's purpose and plan. So th- don't worry about the cash. The cash will come. The, the money comes. But the most important thing is, he's coming to a family who are aiming to obey God and walk in His purpose. And He's loved upon His arrival. Invaluable. Your provision is in another realm. Your provision is in another realm. The fish are in another realm. Your provision is in another realm. Come on, your provision, it's here, but it's in another realm. We just need to say, Lord, help me to fish where you want me to fish. Help me to humble myself down, Lord. And help me, God, to obey what you've asked me to do. Can we, everybody, right now, whether you're at home, Lincoln Lane, you're in Winton Road. Can we just close our eyes for a moment? Actually, I might ask you to stand up if you can. If you can stand up with me, that'd be great. I just want to pray for everybody. The first one I want to pray for is those who don't yet know Jesus. Wow, what a miracle it is when you receive Jesus Christ in your life. I never knew what I was doing, to be honest. I just thought, if God's real, yeah, let me know Him. If God's got a plan for me, well, it'd be dumb to live your life and not have the plan. And then I thought, I definitely don't want to have an eternal life without God. So if eternity is real, I want that. So I knew I needed God to forgive me. There's a lot of stuff in my life. I prayed a short prayer. That prayer, 39 years ago now I prayed, changed my life for the good, for the best. God wants to change your life. Fill you with eternal life now. Fill you with peace. Fill you with the knowledge, the substance of salvation. Hello, the substance of salvation within you. And then God wants to move you into a brand new life and a brand new, brand new purpose. Can we close our eyes, everybody, even online in Lincoln Lane? Everybody here right now with me, just close their eyes. And if this is you and you're saying, yeah, pray for me, include me in that prayer. Can you, on the count of three, right where you're standing, just so I can acknowledge you in this prayer. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. not going to point you out. Nothing like that. I'm just asking you to acknowledge it. Just with every eye closed, on the count of three, if that's you, just sip your hand up, then put it down. and I'm going to include you on that prayer. Everybody at home, if this is you, you just say yes to God right where you are at home. But if you're in Lincoln Lane or Winton Road today, just sip your hand up, and I'm going to be able to acknowledge you in this service. If you need to get your life right with God, do the same. Slip your hand up. Come home. In fact, welcome home. Here we go, everybody, on the count of three. One, two, if that's you, three. Just raise it up high right now. Lincoln Lane, raise it up high. See you down there. See you down there. See you down there. God bless you. Down there as well. God bless you. That's awesome. So good. God bless you. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Over there as well. God bless. Awesome. So good. Lincoln Lane. Awesome. People responding to Jesus. At home. So wonderful. Keep responding. So powerful. Thank you for all those hands. That's so good. There's a miracle on the way. There's a miracle on the way. Who else? Anybody last time? Anybody else? Join these hands as well. All right, those who raised your hands here in Winton Road, in Lincoln Lane, and at home, right now I just ask you to pray this prayer after me. Can you do that right now where you are? If you're a believer, join me in this prayer too. You can pray with me too. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus, and I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I put all my hope in your finished work on the cross thank you for dying for me jesus help me now to follow you all the days of my life in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen can we give the lord a hand for people responding to him today everybody online congratulations everybody in winton road lincoln lane congratulations if you prayed that prayer huge congratulations God is so good. By the way, uh, everybody online, if you prayed that prayer right now, can you just go to the link that will be there uh, in front of you? Just press on the link, and uh, then we just have one of our team connect with you and just encourage you in the next step that you need to take in order to follow Jesus. And uh, really proud. Everybody who prayed that prayer in Lincoln Lane and Winter Road, congratulations. Just just wonderful. All right, just lift your hands out to the Lord, everybody. We want to pray over everybody in our Services today, and everybody at home as well. You can uh, just reach out your hands to God right at home in the lounge room, in the kitchen, in bed, even wherever you are. And I just want to pray over you, and particularly as we head into our Heart for the House weekend. I'm gonna pray that we're gonna break lack. Hello, I'm gonna pray that we're gonna break lack and that we're gonna head into a provision filled life, not just money, provision filled people and everything else that god has got for us in jesus name well lord we just father thank you god right now for your heart for your house here lord thank you father for your love for us and i pray for everybody lord online everybody in lincoln lane everybody here Father, in winter road pray father your blessing pray father your anointing i pray miracles god father i pray let miracles be in them and on them lord we break lack now in the name of jesus father i pray that you'd help us to fish again Lord, we're tired. We've, we got tired doing our thing, Lord. We're exhausted. Father, we need to do your thing. So, Father, I pray for everybody. Help us to ask you what to do, what to do, what to do. One day at a time, which turns into one week, then turns into a month. What do we do, Lord? Where do we work, God? Father, what do we say, God? Lord, show us. What do we give? Show us, Lord. Father, I pray you'd lead us father you'd find it global heart church lord people who father lord are realizing we didn't do it not our power not our strength nothing we came up with lord it's all by your spirit father help us to honor you help us to humble ourselves lord help us to obey you god father as we do i just declare miracles of provision incredible lord net breaking unmanageable provision father just let your people be blessed that we might be a mighty blessing. We pray it now in Jesus' name, and we give you all the praise, Lord, in your name. Amen, amen. All the saints agreed with that. Give the Lord a huge clap. Come on, give the Lord a huge clap.